So what do you want? Do you want the first one to be New Year's? We totally could. I mean, that would work. Because I yeah. made all of the things that you posted. <laughs> you did? I did. I made all four of them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you rock. Thank you. Yeah, we could totally do that because we could talk about, oh gosh, there, there's like 12 million episodes worth just for New Year's because oh, we could yeah. talk about Osechi Riori. We mm-hmm. could talk about Toshikoshi Soba. We could talk about even just about Ozoni specifically. And this is the Miso Hungry Podcast. Itadakimasu! Just Miso Hungry! So, New Year's. It's a big deal in Japan. It's a really big deal in Japan, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I know here, for my family, it's always been a very big deal. And I've always known that in the Japanese community here in Los Angeles, it's a really big deal because... Back when we used to order sushi for New Year's, there was this one little place that every single year we would go there and get our sushi for New Year's. And what they would do is they would open up ordering on December 1st, and you had to order on December 1st, otherwise there was no way that you would get in. Like, there was absolutely no way you could get sushi from them for New Year's unless you got your order in on the 1st of December. Well, and I know in Japan, if you're going to order the special boxes of New Year food, which we'll talk about in a second, I know that if you're going to order it from some of the more well-known restaurants or chefs, you have to order it way in advance. Same deal. I mean, you order it the moment it opens up or else it's gone. Exactly. And along the same lines, you do not want to be caught in a Japanese supermarket on New Year's Eve. Because you will not make it out alive. Uh, I made the mistake of doing that one year. It was so bad. It was so bad. I mean, the shelves were empty. People were crazy. It was just insanity. Absolutely. Actually, insanity. actually, this, well, New Year's, just this past New Year's Eve, we were visiting family up in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. And my sister-in-law wanted me to make... Nabeyaki udon, which is not traditional New Year's food, I know. But that was a special request for her. So we went out to the closest Asian market we could find, which actually was a Chinese market. Mm -hmm. But even there, it was insanity. And I swear, every other person that we walked past was speaking Japanese. (laughs) So the craziness at that store. Thank you, Japan. (laughs) Japan instead of the store. So, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but why is New Year's such a big deal for the Japanese? It all stems from my understanding, it all stems from the Chinese New Year traditions. And so it has a lot of religious significance. Mm-hmm. And in Japan, of course, because they're Buddhist and Shinto, not Christian traditionally, the New Year is the big holiday, not Christmas. And Christmas 
hasn't been celebrated there traditionally until recently. And now, you know, you see decorations and stuff. And um, But Christmas is, for them, more what New Year's is for us here. Christmas is when people go out and party and go out on dates. And New Year's is a time more for quiet reflection to stay home with your family and, uh, you know, do some of those types of things that you would normally do in a more Christian tradition for um, for Christmas. So... So my, my, my understanding is that it all stems from those, you know, religious traditions. But the Japanese New Year has been celebrated along with the Gregorian calendar New Year, which is, you know, so the New Year starts on January 1st since, I just looked it up, um, since 1873. So that's when they broke off from the tra- Chinese tradition of doing it with the lunar calendar. So let's talk about some of the food traditions, because I know there are a lot of food traditions. There are a ton. And it, the food traditions for New Year start way before January 1st. I mean, I know for my family, it's very limited. So we don't do all the traditional Japanese stuff, but we do. We always have sushi. Always, always have sushi. These days, I get to make the sushi. So I'm up early on New Year's making lots and lots of sushi. And we also always have the kuromame, which is a black soybean, correct? Correct. That has been simmered in... You're going to have to help me here because I don't remember what I did. (laughs) It's like a soy sauce sugar mixture. Mm Mm-hmm. Along with the soaking water. Right, right. And we always used to buy that canned from a Japanese store um, and that's how we would do it and I don't actually know if this is traditional but for us we say that you have to have one bean before noon in order to have the good luck associated with it. That sounds vaguely familiar to me but I then again, some of my experience with these dishes dates back almost 10 years. So <laughs> uh, my memory isn't necessarily very reliable. <laughs> but there are so many things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And some of it's regional as well. You know, people have different sayings and, and traditions associated with the various dishes. There's so much symbolism wrapped up in each dish. Yeah. Yeah. And I have no idea what most of it is. Well, the funny thing is, the first time I ever experienced Japanese New Year, uh, one of my students had invited Mr. Fuji and I over to experience a traditional Japanese New Year. And one of the big parts of Japanese New Year is Osechi and it's presented in these stacked boxes, really beautiful lacquered boxes. And in the past, preparation for that would be started, you know, several days before the new year so that once new year hit and all the stores were closed there was enough food to last a family for a number of days so we were invited over to the student's house to experience to experience that traditional meal i remember we were sitting there eating all of these incredible things and i remember i kept asking my student well what does this mean and what does this mean because he had explained that everything had a meaning you know mm-hmm and that everything was chosen based on those those meanings. Everything had some kind of lucky or auspicious connotation 
for the coming year. And I remember him saying, well, I don't really know. <laughs> or, uh, well, it kind of means, you know, but even he who had grown up with this had a hard time even remembering. I mean, I think for a lot of people, some of that knowledge and has been lost. They they know the tradition, but they don't necessarily know everything, you know, the history that backs it up. Right. You eat it because that's what you do on New Year's. You eat these things. Right. Yeah, that's how it's always been for my family, is you do it because that's what you have to do. That's what you're supposed right. to do. Totally. <laughs> Another big one, probably the only other really Japanese thing that my family does for New Year's is that we eat mochi, which is a rice cake, a Japanese rice cake, very traditional for New Year's. And for us, it was always, I believe the first thing you're supposed to eat on New Year's Day is mochi, usually in ozoni, which is a type of soup. Right. Can you explain a little more about that? About ozoni? Well, uh, or mochi? Both. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, ozoni is a type of soup that always includes mochi, this rice cake. And it's always eaten at New Year's and just at New Year's. And each region of Japan has kind of developed their own variation on this soup. And even between households, there are variations. But usually there are two different types of broths, either kind of a, a clear broth, which can be made you know, with like a chicken stock or more of a traditional dashi, which is uh, like a sea stock, seafood stock. Or there can be a shiro miso stock, which is white miso-based broth. And then in that soup, there can be a variety of vegetables. There can be chicken, shrimp. It all depends on the tradition of the region or of the particular family. And then, of course, you've got the mochi. And again, depending on the area, it might be shaped in the shape of a circle it might be a square it just depends but it's just this fabulous delicious hearty soup that they eat usually for breakfast that first day and sometimes multiple days afterwards my friend um, Noriko was telling me that they always eat the style the paternal side of the family style and then the maternal side of the family style you know what that parent grew up with Interesting. So they kind of switch between them. Yeah. So that would make sense as to why my family sees it as the first thing you're supposed to eat is because traditionally it's eaten as breakfast. And the whole mochi tradition is awesome. I mean, for people who don't really understand what that is, this short grain, super glutinous white rice is steamed and it takes longer to cook than normal white rice. But they steam it and then they put it in these special kind of barrel type things. And usually two people, if I'm remembering correctly, work it. And one of them wields a a big mallet and he pounds the rice. And the other person kind of keeps flipping the rice, you know, so they keep pounding different areas. And with enough pounding, it eventually goes from rice into this like sticky taffy. And from there, they form it into whatever shape it's going to be and set it aside and make more. (laughs) And depending on where you are in Japan during New Year's, you can walk around and see this happening. And it's really fun. I mean, it's incredible. And it 
it's really tiring, but you watch these men doing it and they've got this total rhythm going and you're thinking, if that were me in charge of moving the rice around, I would have smashed fingers because <laughs> they move so fast. That's something I want to try one of these days, is making mochi from scratch. You can do it pretty easily by using mochiko, which is like... Yeah, if but that's you... totally cheating. Right, totally. <laughs> Uh, Mochiko, you can actually commonly find it, for all of you listening, in the grocery store, like in the Asian aisle, and I think it's, is it Kodama Farms, I think? It's a white box I believe so. with and a blue has, star, yeah. yeah, and it says Mochiko, and then I think sweet rice flour. Mm-hmm. It's not sweet. <laughs> I don't, it's such a misnomer, but whatever. <laughs> I've uh, also found some Mexican brands that are essentially the same thing, sweet rice flour. Yeah. So if you can't find the mochiko, you can use that. Yeah. Though the results may be slightly different. Um, but, you know, you just experiment with it. Right, right. And usually on, at least on the Japanese box that they sell here in the States, they I think they usually have a recipe on there. But mm-hmm. you're right. It's totally cheating. Yeah, because <laughs> I've done that before. I've made mochi yeah. using mochiko before. Yeah. But that's that, not the same at all. You could do that in the microwave. So <laughs> Exactly. You know, no biceps needed (laughs) but yeah i totally want to want to try it so maybe that should be a future episode it should definitely be a future episode i'm afraid it may involve a trip to the er afterwards but you know smash fingers we may not be able to move our arms for like a week afterwards but it'll totally be worth it (laughs) that that in and of itself might make an interesting follow-up episode (laughs) oh my god i'm so sore yeah, I can't move. <laughs> hey, that could maybe help us learning to bow more authentically. <laughs> can't move your arms. Gets me so angry. What other foods are eaten on New Year's? Because there are a lot of foods. I mean, you posted about a few, um, about the lotus root and the uh, baby sardines and the sweet potato and candied chestnuts. But there are tons and tons and tons of things that they eat on New Year's, right? Yeah, just depending on your favorites, you know, or what you buy, there are a lot of things that can go into the boxed meals, the osechi. And then on New Year's Eve, usually they eat what's called toshikoshi soba, which means year-binding or, you know, year-ending, year-starting. It's got people interpret. The translation various ways but year end you're starting soba so it's like this bridge across the old and the new year and usually for toshikoshi soba they eat it in hot soup and it's the noodles and a broth and sometimes a poached egg or kamaboko which is like a fish cake or whatever yeah, that's the white and pink bright white yes. and pink fish cake that you sometimes yeah. get in ramen at various places. Exactly. And depending on, again, on the family, some people just have it be their dinner on New Year's Eve, but some people eat it right before midnight. The noodles should be long uh, because, and I'm totally blanking here. <laughs> because you don't want to cut your life short? Was that what it was? You want a long life? Yeah, you want a long life. Thank you. <laughs> I read your post. Ooh, <laughs> I'm getting this all from your blog. Nice. <laughs> I'm like just trying to call it from memory. I should 
not rely on my tired brain. One of my favorite things is shio no taiyaki, and that's like salt grilled whole sea bream, which is like in the snapper family. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to make, and it's gorgeous. You know, you've got this whole fish that's been grilled either out on a grill or under the broiler. And it's super simple, and it's delicious. So that's one of my favorite things. And they sometimes that's included as part of the osechi presentation. That's another neat one. Do you have a recipe for that on your blog? I do. Okay. Then we will... Ah, we're going to have show notes. We're going <laughs> to link to that in our show notes, which are going to be on misofy.com. M-I-S-O-F-Y.com. So once you've gotten yourself miso hungry, you can go miso fire yourself on exactly. Exactly. We're all about getting misofied. <laughs> yes. Well, what about the sushi? Are there any specific I mean, is that just my family or <laughs> I have no idea. Is there any specific tradition having to do with that? I mean, is not it, is it a common thing? In Japan, for families to eat sushi on New Year's? In more recent decades, it is. Um, okay. But that's not... That's a, that's a more recent development. Sashimi and sushi now are pretty common. Um, right. But that's not as traditional in, in the long history side of things. Right, right. Another one of my favorite things, actually, is what's called nanakusa gayu. And it's... Uh, seven herb rice soup basically and it's eaten on january 7th and it's like this rice porridge like kanji if anyone's familiar with kanji with seven different herbs in it and it's eaten on the seventh to kind of give your stomach a rest after all of the partying and celebration and rich foods of the holidays interesting I have never heard of that. It's Do you really have a recipe delicious. for that on your blog? Not yet, but it will be going up hopefully tomorrow. <laughs> oh, okay. So yes, well, I have then. a recipe for that on my blog. Because <laughs> I definitely want to make that. Oh, it's because I need so that. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, really, it. I make variations of it at different times of the year, but mm-hmm. it never tastes as good as it does on January seventh, <laughs> because you really are you've been eating too much you've been eating really rich foods at least okay maybe not you but I have been eating too much believe me I have (laughs) I definitely have even traditional Japanese foods you know all of the osechi is made to be able to last for you know three or four days at room Mm -hmm. temperature it's it's cooked in a way that preserves the food so you're you're dealing with stronger flavors right you know with soy sauce and sugar and vinegar base marinades and you know so no matter how healthy something is those flavors can really start to overwhelm the palate when they're used in strong enough amounts to preserve a food right so the whole kind of cleanse approach really makes sense (laughs) and it tastes so good after you've been kind of assaulting your taste buds with so much for for a while I'm Allison Day. And I'm Rachel Hutchings. And you've been listening to the Miso Hungry Podcast. We're so glad you joined us to talk about Japanese New Year. And as they say in Japan, instead of Happy New Year, 
あけましておめでとうございます。